Okay, I want to kick off. I'm, I'm, I'm excited and also like, yeah. Oh, how's your week been? Week has been warm, both really unproductive and productive at the same time. That's somewhat confusing. But I was quite happy. I did get to, well, get to. I just did it, but I uh, ran outside a bit and shot some B-roll, like general Amsterdam stuff. Very nice. Uh, which was fun. How's your week been? All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I feel like I had a, about four boiled eggs made of stress, but... Um, so. That's a new measurement. Um, yeah. Little tiny hard boiled eggs of stress that slowly digest in my tummy, making me feel worse and worse and worse. Uh, are we talking tiny like uh, quail's eggs? Or? No, like not an ostrich egg, but definitely bigger <laughs> than a chicken egg. And it okay. feels like I ate them whole. Hmm. But um, but I don't know. They, they're probably passing through. So I was just gonna try to not say anything <laughs> about passing eggs through. But I you went know. there. I feel oh, fine. it's I don't know. It's it's been <laughs> it's been a horrible, stressful week. Hmm. But um, it's Friday. It is time for a weekend. I am determined not to wake up in the middle of the night worrying about things. So uh, yeah, good job. That's 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 what I'm planning. Hmm. Yeah. Ah, okay. And yeah, with Fridays come mysteries. That's true. So I, th- I'm pretty sure we each have one. Well, can can we welcome everyone? Welcoming people is a good idea. Welcome to Crime by the Bar. I'm Jonathan. I'm Anna. And we're here with your crimes. Well, not your crimes. We're not judging your crimes. We're here with our unsolved mysteries for the week. Indeed. Might not even be crimes, who knows? They're mysterious. They're very mysterious. Mm. Yeah, I'm very curious about yours. (laughs) So, in line with our worst first policy, who's going first this week? This glorious Friday. Uh, I... Oh, weeks again. (laughs) I know, I need to stop doing that. I, I know nothing about yours, but I think that mine is not that bad. Like, it... It's not good. It's definitely worse than uh, my last week's roundoff, but... Um, okay. I, I'll i just do my spoilers, shall I? Oh, yeah. Uh, I have one death in mine. Okay. So do I. Ooh. Uh, brutal? Technically, yes, but not graphic. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors it? <laughs> yes, always. Okay. One, two, three... And yeah. um, yet again, we forgot to determine what we were determining. Uh, uh, so you get to pick, I suppose. I want to go first. Then go ahead and go first. Okay, because I feel like I rarely go first. Mm. And then I, I get wonder to s- why. Uh, yeah, good point. Um, and then I get to sit here and enjoy my drink. Okay, I am going to Dublin for mine this week. Dublin? Dublin. Ah. Dublin's fair city where the girls are so pretty. Mm. Um, yeah. Have you heard of Raynard Murray? Raynard? It's the Irish uh, or the Gaelic version of uh, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not, no. I am curious to hear how it's spelled, though, because I do. Mm. Not it's R-A-O-N-A-I-D. Raynard. Thank you. 
You're welcome. Uh, and no, I have not heard of it. Anyone listening from Ireland, I can almost guarantee has heard of Raynard Murray. Mm. Um, it's it's one of the biggest unsolved crimes that we have in the country. There's her and one other case that's that are both like pretty widely known. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so a little bit of backstory. I'm launching right in. Raynard Murray was born on New Year's Day in 1982. She was the youngest child of Jim and Deirdre Murray, and she had two older siblings, Daniel and Sarah. Hmm. Um, The family, she was actually born and the family lived in Glenagiri in South Dublin. So it was, uh, you know, it's it's part of Dublin, but it's a little bit outside the the main centre. So Raynard wanted to become a writer and planned to study study at University College Dublin. Her school life was fairly uneventful aside from two things that I will mention, um, which are also arguably not a big deal. She was retaking her final exams to improve her marks so she could secure her spot at university. Um, And she also had a falling out with an older school friend um, who she'd then distanced herself from. Those are the only things if you look into it that you'll really find that are in any way surprising otherwise by all accounts she was she was well liked she was you know popular enough not exceptionally so but not unpopular you know well spoken of blah 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 i have a feeling we're gonna get no more yeah you're pulling faces like i'm saying these things for a reason <laughs> Indeed, <I am. laughs> um, so by september 1999 Raynard was 17 She was in her last year in high school. She did regular babysitting and worked part-time at a clothes shop called Sally West in Dunleary Shopping Centre, which really was no distance from her house. It was like less than half an hour's walk away. Mm -hmm. Um, On the 4th of September, Raynard had been working at the clothes shop until 9pm and then she met a friend. They left together and headed towards Scott's pub on George's Street. And just... To, to give a bit of context, that's like less than 100 meters away. It's like like two minutes walk, no, no distance at all. Hmm. And yes, the legal drinking age is 18, but no one gives a shit. Um, <laughs> so she was at the pub for about two hours. Um, she left at about 20 past 11 to go home and get changed before heading to a nearby nightclub called Paparazzi. There, this is sort of that inevitable point of the story where um, you get conflicting witness statements and it's Mm. all a little bit confusing about exactly what happened. Um, Sure, nightclub, middle of night. Well, there there were conflicting stories of exactly that, yeah, whether she ended up just leaving from the pub or going to the nightclub and then deciding to go home and get changed out of her work gear or what the story was. But um, more or less, we're quite sure she left um, the pub or the area around 20 past 11. So the walk home should have taken around 15 minutes, but by quarter to 12, so like 25 minutes later, she was reported to be arguing with a man um, in a lane between Silchester Road and her home in Silchester Park. Um, the little lane is called The Cut. Um, all of these little areas have little nicknames. So this mm. this little sort of leafy walkway, you, you could go through with a, a bike. Um, or on foot, but you couldn't really go through with anything else. Okay. That was called the cut, and then the all the little streets around it was called the... <laughs> wow, I'm slipping back into my original accent. <laughs> um, all the little streets around it were uh, called the medals, and uh-huh. like T-A-L-S, and um, there were a couple of different routes she could have taken home. It's mm. sort of assumed she went down the cut to get home, but... 
again, it's all a little bit sketchy from the witness statements because even though she'd grown up in the area, lived there her whole life, mm. um, a lot of people were sort of going, well, I saw someone who looked like her and it's dark, so I'm not too sure and blah, blah, blah. Mm, okay. um, and there were a lot of people who sort of came out and said, yeah, yeah, I saw her here at this time. And some of them were, were known to just be, no, 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 we could, you must have seen someone else. Um, but hmm. they more or less think she went down this little leafy alleyway. No, thank you for clarifying. I was going to ask because I reported to, especially reported with the argument thing. Yeah. Um, because unless that's a big spoiler, but that often comes up. And when it just comes up and isn't really expanded upon, I always get skeptical. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the whole thing is a little bit weird. Um, I mean, all reports refer to this guy or almost all reports refer to this guy that she was arguing with. Um, but it seems like it was heard, not seen. Um, wi oh. Yeah, witnesses heard a female voice, probably hers, um, shouting, leave me alone, go away and fuck off, followed by a scream. No one admits going towards the scream or actually seeing what happened around that moment. Um, what we do know is Rain had staggered about 60 meters, so like 200 feet towards her home because this was no distance from her home. Hmm. And just after 12.30 a.m., her sister Sarah and a friend stepped out of a taxi and found Reynard's body less than 45 meters from their front door. Whoa, okay. Yup. I'm supposed to be the abrupt one, but I yes, know. I did not see that going that fast. It, it happened Whoa, that fast. okay, okay. Do, do you want to ask questions or do you want me to continue? No, no, sorry, please continue. I'm, I was a bit shocked, but yeah, let's go. Yeah, it, it is kind of shocking um so many police officers at the time were suggesting the killing was a random attack hmm. um one witness came forward a few weeks into the investigation to say she had identified the murder victim from photographs in the media and had seen her on the night of her death close to the scene of the crime um this is one who actually later said she saw her arguing with the young man okay. um, she described the man as being dressed in a beige jacket beige trousers and direct quote a dead spit of liam gallagher as in <laughs> singer from oasis and it was 1999 so like i guess yeah fine whatever it's something i guess mm. so the aftermath um more than 100 officers were assigned to the inquiry at the height of the investigation um, the killer wasn't identified. That guy wasn't identified. The whole thing was super sketchy. Mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of investigators who said they, you know, they were working 14, 16 hour days. Um, they weren't taking holidays. You know, they were really working around the clock on it, mm. um, which is quite interesting because a lot of her friends who were around the same age, 17, 18, maybe 16, um, were really not impressed by the way police handled it okay. um, and you know thought either they didn't really care or there was something dodgy going on but the police story is totally different and it gained uh, nationwide coverage so it also doesn't make a lot of sense that they wouldn't give a shit about it True. there is quite an interesting rumor that maybe she was um, having a thing with a police officer but it, it seems to be unfounded like hmm. it's it's quite a, an interesting fairly prevalent internet rumor but <laughs> I can't find any evidence to support it um, especially not at the time hmm. um, 
There were at least 13 people arrested in connection. Uh, No one was ever charged, though. There was one officer who was pretty senior and involved in the original investigation. His name was Detective Inspector Eamon O'Reilly. He said a local man with a heroin habit um, who would have been around, well, early 30s at the time was his prime suspect. And that guy was also known to carry knives. Um, Mm. But, yeah, I... I, I feel like that's, uh, you know, pin the prime suspect badge on the local heroin addict with yeah, I mean, local mental low issues. Life, convenient scapegoat yeah, thing. Yeah, mm. um, it, it didn't really make a lot of sense. Um, the other thing was she had a handbag and also a carrier bag with her and neither of them were um, in any way touched. So hmm. it didn't seem to be motivated by money in any way. Like yeah. nothing was taken. Um, and yeah. there was also no sexual assault of any kind. Okay. So, but... Yeah. And just thinking of their so-called prime suspect, if you have someone you're putting, you know, those labels and that persona mm-hmm. on that hard, even if it wasn't the um, uh, prime motivator, mm-hmm. the opportunistic element, completely putting that aside, it's a bit weirder. I... I find it hard to believe a uh, heroin addict didn't at least... I, Rummage? I, uh, yeah, you think. Hmm. Or why didn't someone see him disappearing off? Yeah. Anyway, but not that all heroin addicts are going to kill for their habit, but it just, it seems a bit strange. Um, ten years after the murder, a special guardian unit was... Uh, basically called in to investigate the unsolved murder. Um, They ended up identifying a whole bunch of mistakes and oversights um, at, you know, at the original uh, point of investigation. Um, There was a lot of, you know, things that just didn't add up. The detective inspector who pointed to the heroin addict guy, um, he was involved in the original investigation and it turns out there were a lot of things that weren't really looked into, weren't followed up on and actually the school friend's stories of the police not taking them seriously start to get a bit more credence at this point. There was also a school friend who made a reference to using soft drugs. I assume they mean smoking a bit of weed or something. Mm. Um and they said they were really dismissed for that reason. But I, I couldn't find specific huh. references to them actually smoking weed or anything. But it it just sounded like the police didn't really care and didn't want to know what was going on with um, the other teenagers. Interestingly, on the 16th anniversary of her murder, Garda released the following statement. that This was appealing directly to the public. Someone is protecting the killer. It is time for that person to make the call. We're asking you to make that call now. Hmm. Now, what actually happened to her? So I didn't tell you how she died or what the weapon was. Um, There's some really weird mixed reports in it. It's suggested that the murder weapon was a kitchen knife. We definitely know it was a knife. Mm -hmm. Um, There are mixed reports on the size and the number of stab wounds. Um, The typical report is that it's one and a half inches long for the blade. Um, But some of the reports state it's up to six inches long. Um, Initial reports... That's a big difference. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Um, Initial reports... Uh, it stated that there were four penetrating stab wounds or just four stab wounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much anything I can find from around the time, like 99, 2000. Um, however, later on, we get some more detailed information, especially after the probe. And in those reports, it seems like we're talking more like 30 uh 
stabbings or attempts. Whoa. Yeah. Um, Yet again, very big range yeah. they're working with here. It's really strange. Huh. Um and most of the uh, the news coverage doesn't go into the gory, gory details of what happened. So if you if you look up RTE News or whatever, um, you're unlikely to be able to find any reference to actually what happened other than it being a stabbing. Hmm. They don't go into the specifics. Um, yeah. Interestingly, later reports have said her clothing wasn't completely penetrated by some of the, the jabs. And based on that, they think either... There was a struggle and and she was moving away mm-hmm. um, or the person doing it was was not very experienced and maybe didn't have the strength to really go for it. Hmm. Um, there were also defensive wounds on her arms. Okay. So she did. Um, it's it's maybe not clear that she fought back, but she definitely was uh, trying to sort of stop hmm. what was happening. Um there were also some interesting claims that there was a blood-marked kitchen knife that was found on a rooftop of an abandoned building really near the murder scene. Um, that has never been confirmed by Garda. However, they, they've said that the murder weapon was never recovered. So, But they won't okay. comment on that specifically, which is pretty strange. Well, I mean, if they, even after this came up, say, no, it was never recovered, Yeah, I would assume that that wasn't the case but wouldn't you say no we didn't find that anywhere rather or we found that and it had nothing to do with the case yeah i guess it's strange kind of is yeah um and that came from a leak within the police Hmm. a suspected leak from within the police that's okay i'm i was a bit dismissive that makes it more interesting do you want some more evidence Always. Okay. Um, Another witness had reported a voice in Silchester Crescent, uh, or that area, around 10 past 12. Now, bear in mind, the attack happened somewhere between quarter to 12 and 12 o'clock. Okay. And they heard a voice there, 10 past 12. Um, And if you were there, you would think you'd have seen something. But, I mean, the witness didn't see anything, so who knows? Um, What are they doing reporting it? (laughs) <laughs> there's also um this is where well i i think this starts to get really interesting with what the friends have claimed um there was a report of a man and a woman acting suspiciously also in the silchester uh, area on the night of the killing very near to where it occurred so there was a statement made shortly after the uh the events but the statement was lost so officers forged a new one however well, yeah However, okay. sorry, yes. The man who made the statement then reached out directly to Raynard's family to say he was really concerned that they'd done this, like lost the report and then created a new one. Mm-hmm. No more information on that. Then he, this person, didn't bring up to light what. Oh, like, I like was the correction or the reforging don't, accurate don't, or something? Yeah, don't know the difference between the original report and the new report. Um, mm. Just know it was forged, and I, I guess that was turned up during the uh, probe hmm. ten years later. Um, but he did reach out to the family to say, "Hey, this is all a bit strange." Um, and I do have a description of the man, and the woman that were seen. So the man was described as being in his twenties. He had short dark hair cropped at the sides. He was between 5'10 and 6 foot. Um, so that is like between 100 and 
78-ish centimetres and 183-ish centimetres. Hmm. Um, and yeah, with the short dark hair, we know he wasn't the same guy um, as the, the Liam Gallagher lookalike dude. Hmm. So interesting. He was of slight build and he was wearing dark coloured trousers, um, but definitely not jeans. So again, definitely not Liam Gallagher guy. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Liam Gallagher. I mean, he has enough uh, problems without us dragging him in. Well, we didn't do it. It was some other witness. Um, I'm more concerned, like, no, wearing jeans. Definitely not have been him. (laughs) Um, So the woman was, uh, who was also in the area, she... Um, there's some interesting reports on this because we know she was spotted there between 12.20 and 12.30 as well. So a good while later. Hmm. Um, but she was seen with him a little bit earlier too. She was about 5.6, so 1 metre 67-ish. Hmm. Um, she was thought to be between 16 and 23 with shoulder length, dark hair, as well as dark clothing. Um, and yeah, she she was walking away from the crime scene. And, but she did seem to hang about in the area for a little while. Okay. More evidence. So, in 2010, after all this drama, um, police finally confirmed that female DNA was actually found under Raynard's nails. They ended up taking samples from 50 of her friends and family and excluded all of them. In the end, it didn't match any of the people that she had been known to be with in the days leading up to her death. Hmm. Yeah. There are also quite a lot of reports, but again, as far as I can tell, never confirmed by police that there was saliva collected from her body itself. Yeah. Oh. Which strikes me as personal. Very, very personal. Or, I mean, we did mention this off the record a bit last week, you know, body shots. No, it, it, I, I didn't want to make it kind of horrible, but it was, if, if it's true, then it was, she was spat on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Not as good. Yeah. Sorry. I, um, I was trying to. No, no, that, that's on me. That's on me. No, no, no. I, (laughs) you know what? We should be factual. Um, but I, I, if it's true, that's utterly horrible and Mm -hmm. really fucking stupid. Um, Well, yeah. But. Yeah. So the original suspects were, first of all, there was that guy in his mid-twenties, the one who looked like Liam Gallagher, sorry, Noel Gallagher, um, but it didn't seem to go anywhere. There was also a guy who was picked up by a taxi driver in the early hours of Saturday morning, um, who was described as having blood on his trousers. There was a whole bunch of um, information on where he was picked up and where he was dropped off and he didn't actually go into the house where he was dropped off the taxi driver thought it was super weird that he didn't go into the house so kind of made a note of it and they looked into it further and couldn't find um any guy matching that description that lived in the house so um they did later track him down like quite a while later but nothing came of it oh so, but again, there were a lot of things that weren't followed up on the time, like um, the information on the, the guy and the girl, that was never actually followed up on. So it, it might not even mean that much that they looked into it and didn't get anywhere. 
Um, there was also a cook who was arrested in question, but again, released without charge. Um, and going the whole way back to the summer, on the 29th of July, Reynard was uh, seen in a nightclub, the same one she was going to on the night of her death, paparazzi. Mm-hmm. She was seen dancing with some guy, and then she later went to her local Abracababra. <laughs> I love that name. Um <laughs> How have I never seen that? Abracababra. It's perfect. But yeah, he was, they ended up in this Abracababra together and he was described as hassling her, um, but nothing seemed to come of it. And just to throw another little one in the mix, there was a Kenyan immigrant who, uh, this gets so complicated and messy, but essentially he was being a bit of a shithead and threatened someone and said, I'll kill you like I killed Reynard. And he then was subsequently murdered and dismembered. Was he dismembered? Yeah, he was dismembered. Yeah. Okay. I know, I know. It escalates super quickly. Um, (laughs) He ended up being killed and dismembered and it was bad. And later on, they... He did a bunch, a whole bunch of really, really bad things, but they pretty much ruled him out. Okay. Like, yeah, no, I'm not even going to tell you all the horrible, nasty shit he did because the guy was a scumbag. But it also didn't make any sense that um, that he did it. He was described mm. as being violent towards women, but it was determined that he wasn't involved in this random attack. Okay. Um, or, well, this attack at least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for a while they were trying to, to pin it on him. Um, I mean, if you say something like that, then yeah, you should investigate that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but there is one person that we haven't talked about. Do you remember anything from back at the beginning of our story? Yes, I should. God, I, I'm... Well, first of all, do you have any questions? I don't think so, other than what are the police doing, possibly? Um. So apparently the investigation is still open. Hmm. But there is one suspect who they haven't really been able to to get a proper hold on and I don't know exactly why not the school friend who she had a falling out with from Mm. back in the day um, turns out she is a bit of a dodgy character and left Ireland a year after the murder oh yeah so they don't know where she left or um, for she she they won't release it, but she lives oh. abroad and periodically comes back to Dublin because hmm. she del- does still have connections in the local area. So whenever they made that appeal about someone who knows what happened, oh. there's a lot of suspicion that they're referring to her and the guy who was with her that night. Okay. Someone knows what happened. Um, and she's also had a family member who's spoken out and said, potentially she did this. Like, hmm. um, Basically... They're saying that, well, the rumors are, um, so apparently she had some kind of uh, disagreement with Reynard and um, they had a massive falling out. Reynard wasn't a big fan of her, felt like the whole thing was a bit, uh, mm-hmm. um, and distanced herself from her whenever they were still at school. Okay. It seems like she was a couple years older, um, this mystery lady. Um we do know that she was prone to violent outbursts and has since attacked at least one other female. Oh. Yeah. The friends of Reynard say that um, this woman has never been questioned properly by Garda. Um, and she was 
actually looked into in very early stages of the investigation, but was treated leniently. Um, there was also, uh, like I say, that relation who expressed concerns that she might have been involved, but again, no action was taken. Um, I'm assuming most of this was also before they had confirmation on the DNA thing. Right? The DNA thing came out 11 years after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the initial reports was it was definitely a guy. Yeah. And they, again, initially were also trying to say it was a totally random killing, which doesn't make a lot of sense. It's only later that they've said, well, actually, there have been no similar attacks before or since. Mm-hmm. And we don't think it's a work of a serial killer. We don't... Um, think you know it it obviously wasn't um or it it appears not to have been uh motivated by theft or um or any kind of like uh sexual motive but yeah this mystery school friend person also was described as behaving strangely after the murder Mm -hmm. um and it was only later on whenever she came to the attention of the guardy for the other violence against women and things like that. Mm-hmm. So there's something really strange going on there. So the guy who, Eamon O'Reilly, the one who said the heroin addict did it, um, there seems to be some really weird behavior surrounding him in the original investigation, and he seems to be the one who didn't look into her further. Mm-hmm. Um, he He's also one that seems to still insist it was a random attack. Um Generally, not just related to um, the mystery lady, he didn't, it's suggested he didn't look into vital evidence. um, And it was because of him that they didn't get any evidence on that suspect. And now she she has total immunity from the investigation, claims this leak inside the police force. There was, yeah. Does it sound like, since you've investigated this, like I, I really want to ask, like, does it sound like, incompetence, indifference, or as if this person might have had a connection to... Uh... The the whole thing is utterly bizarre because whenever you throw it in with the rumours of, the internet rumours of potentially her um, having a fling with a police officer and mm. there being jealousy there, then, then maybe there's some involvement. But I was wondering maybe if it's some kind of relation to him and he's covering for someone he knows. Yeah. Like family friend or... Um, actual daughter, cousin, niece, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know, but it it could also be just pure ignorance that no, it's it's going to be a random attack because it's a seventeen year old girl and you know she doesn't really seem to be mixed up in anything that would result in getting her killed and mm-hmm. you know pretty young things don't get stabbed unless it's bad luck. I don't know. The whole thing is oh. just like laced in ignorance. Hmm. Um, yeah, they, this uh, guy, Eamon O'Reilly, he's also accused of not doing any kind of search for the killer's potential escape route. So not looking into any ways that the killer could have left, not looking for evidence along any of those oh. routes. So whenever we talked about how um, we're not even sure what route... Um, what route Renee took from the pub home. Mm. Um, even worse is we don't know what route the, the killer might have taken and none of the surrounding areas seem to have been uh, checked for evidence. Oh. Yeah. So the the mystery school friend, it was known where she was on the night of the murder. Um, she was staying at a, a house, no information of whether it was her place, someone else's place, but um, 
there was some kind of a basic search carried out there. Okay. But it wasn't done in a complete way. And now it seems like they, they can't give any more information on it. And I, I don't know. It's it's oh. utterly bizarre. Yeah. Um, just to round it up on that suspect, um, we know that they are occasionally in Dublin still. So it's not like they're out of the country, never coming back. They do have uh, connections. Mm-hmm. Um, they're known to have aggressive outbursts. Um, they definitely take medication for violent mood swings. And like I say, we know they've assaulted at least one other woman and they've previously been in psychiatric care. Now, on the one hand, I think it's really bullshit, like I said, with the heroin addict guy earlier to, you know, pin the prime suspect label on someone who, you know, is is dealing with their own demons. But at Mm. the same time, there are a lot of things here that add up to, to quite a solid suspect. And that combined with finding the female's DNA under the fingernails years later, it's just... It seems kind of unbelievable that they haven't been able to to get any more information on it. Yeah, true. But the actual details are so thin on the ground. So at this point, she would be probably late 30s, mid to late 30s. I suppose so, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that is more or less it. Um, so after those original theories, the, the only, um, so about the Noel Gallagher type and about, um, the heroin addict (laughs) dude and whatever else, the review team only came back with two theories. Um, one of them was that it wasn't the work of a random killer, which was brand new theory, believe it or not. And the other one is um, that whoever killed the victim would have had some sort of a personal grudge um, mm. and that it was likely a woman who did it. That's it. Those are the two new conclusions they came to and it kind of lines up with the old school friend. I mean, compared to the history in this case, I mean, yes, mm-hmm. this is slightly more on track from what we can gather. Yeah. But I know. The, I, I've been thinking a lot about the handling here and... I don't like to baselessly blame, especially not when we're talking police and stuff. They do a lot of work there. There's a lot that can't come out due to, um, well, especially when an investigation is open and all these things. Yeah. But listening to some of these things and then also connecting to the fact that this is Dublin. Yeah. This isn't like some weird little hamlet somewhere. No, uh, it's... Where people don't understand how, I know... The world works. No, yeah, that's, it's it's that's not no no no, but it's not like um, the the other case we had in Ireland that I was talking about with um, with the woman who was potentially killed by her flatmate or her flatmate's boyfriend, yeah, yeah. Um, where they didn't have actually uh, someone to do an autopsy there and stuff mm. like that. You know, it's it, you're right. It's 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 Dublin. Yeah. You know, come on, it's a it's a city. It's a capital. It's you know, <laughs> people should know better people Mm -hmm. should actually care and they should have resources and okay um stuff like this it's a slightly wider mindset it's it's not like the first murder in 50 years in this tiny place in the (laughs) middle of nowhere it's like actually something that gained uh national attention and Mm. and should really be adequately looked into Mm -hmm. um but no the the whole thing is really i i find it utterly strange that um that as well, there seem to be so many people in and around the area and no one said or did anything. Hmm. Like no one went, well, I, I guess, you know, it's midnight and maybe you, you just, you don't want to walk down that wee alleyway. But at the same time, 
they're all local people who are super familiar with the area. Yeah. And you think you would know what's normal and what's not. And mm, I don't know, by 1999, I think mobile phones are becoming a bit more common. So you'd think, mm. I mean, like, Renee had a mobile phone. Like, she made a couple of calls on it that night um, when she was arranging to meet a friend. So it's, it, it just seems kind of strange that no one else in the area saw or heard anything that made them go, huh, I should call the, the Garda. Mm-hmm. Weird. Totally weird. Um, one other thing that I find quite strange, um, which I wasn't sure if I was going to mention or not, was the gravesite was vandalized within a year. Really? Yeah. And to me, that that kind of screams personal grudge. You're going back and... Definitely. Like, as potentially as the killer going back and doing it. But mm. they, there's no... Um, I couldn't find any information on who would have potentially done it. Mm. But it seems a little bit strange that that happened within a year and the schoolgirl friend moved away a year later. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, th- this is a bit dark, but do we know how it was vandalized? Um, I don't, but I'm sure it's uh, look upable. I just, I, I either forgot or didn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't want to go um, there. The okay. other thing was there was a tribute site, so the family are still really pushing for answers, mm-hmm. and um, they still have hope. They they launched a tribute site, I think, in 2009, and that also was vandalized, like as in digitally vandalized oh really yeah again don't know the details but it was so that again kind of screams like well definitely not that it's a personal grudge but i mean you don't know what trolls are going to get up to but it just to to me that's the direction i would go like i would think someone with a grudge someone who probably did it or was involved in it and this makes it even more infuriating because if you Okay, fine. They might have bungled the investigation mm-hmm. at the start, but if they haven't even looked into two repeat instances where they could find more clues, or maybe they have and can't release, this is possible. Yeah, but if it's an open investigation, maybe there's a lot more going on there that we don't know about. Yeah, but, but I mean, the possibility of both, like two scenes with physical traces and one scene with digital trace. Like, yeah, I mean, it's getting easier out. and easier to track. Although 2009, that's that is a long time ago, and I guess um, there was cyber the, surveillance has come a long way since then. Kind of yes, but. There was a lot you could do, especially oh, yeah. if you were, uh, you know, official. <laughs> and um, that combined with that people knew way less about how to yeah. cover their tracks back then. I, I don't think anyone would have known how to use uh, any sort of IP masking software or whatever back Not then. Not really, no. Yeah. But that's my mystery for this week. It is... To be honest, the main feeling I get is not mystery, it's more uh, infuriating, but it oh, is still sorry. mysterious. The The funny thing was, I, I almost did another one, which I mm-hmm. would quite like to do on Tuesday. Oh. Um, because it was really good, but I couldn't bring myself to do it because I my thing is the culprit is a little bit too obvious even though oh, oh yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. unsolved officially you do mention that it, it just seems oh. super dodgy and um even the family is pretty sure they know who did it hmm. um but it's it's all a bit grim and it's also involving an irish uh girl 15 okay. year old this time but hmm. as opposed to our 17 year old but yeah some horrible hmm. horrible home crimes this week 
Indeed. Mm. Grim a limb. That was grim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. Was uh, mine worse? Catching myself. I would say so, yes. Okay. I think yours is worse. If nothing else, it's also worse on the whole... One of the things that I struggle more with is like the thing you got caught up on towards the end with, um, you know, people not doing anything, people not saying anything, just leaving it. I find that so sad, but also would, would I have done it? I think I would. I'm, I'm instinctually a bit of an idiot. I tend to sort of (laughs) know, but like whenever you know about that incident with that person getting threatened. Mm. And my instinct was to like get in the middle and yeah, protect yeah. her, mm-hmm. which is dangerous and very, very stupid. And we were both very lucky. True. But I, yeah, I think instinct does take over and it's not a matter of being logical. It's a matter of um, fight or flight. And mm. I guess for most people at midnight in a dark alleyway, when you hear a scream coming from around the corner, you're probably not going to run in there for some random stranger. Like, no, you you don't necessarily need to play the hero, but like doing something, catching glancing, should I call someone about this yeah, or so? Yeah, I know. I know. I, I totally agree, but... Um... No, but I, I know also that when you're thinking of like okay contacting the police or something Mm -hmm. you're thinking of the emergency line and a lot of people don't want to do that um if it's not warranted yeah um anyway that's that's my friday mystery it's a good mystery do you do you think it was the mystery school friend or do you think it's just like random coincidence i guess we don't know but the the only other suspect that I'm like thinking could be involved is the guy that she was supposedly arguing with just before Mm. and even that I mean if it was a female witness that came forward and said it who's to say that that female witness wasn't our mystery school friend that's true if we don't know that and also I mean yeah I I think the, um, the the mystery school friend is a high candidate I didn't think of the possibility of her being the one claiming to be a witness. I mean, it's not mentioned anywhere, but that's kind of where my mind went whenever it was um, a female reported seeing this guy who was mm. who was wearing dark trousers with the short hair and blah blah blah. Mm. Um, was that guy? Um, okay, so the witness that came forward a few weeks into the investigation that was the girl who said she saw the Liam Gallagher lookalike. So, I, I was going to ask you if that was the one or the later one. No, and, so the one who saw the guy and the girl, that mm. was a dude who said that. That oh, was the one. Right, right. So he, he's the one who made a, a statement to police that they then lost and forged. Um, and he yes. reached out to um, to Raynard's family to say, hey, this all seems a bit dodgy. Mm. Um, but the, the, the Noel Gallagher one came from a woman. Um, I, I mean, that... that. The thinking Noel of Gallagher. <laughs> thinking of that statement in conjunction with the possibility of it being a semi-false statement from someone who was involved or in cahoots. Yeah. And can you imagine if it was? I'm just getting this horribly cliche view of like maybe she was involved with the person and like couldn't help but I know threw in a flattering compliment or something in the <laughs> fake witness statement which is 
horrible. But, uh, yeah. No, Gallagher's not even... I'm just thinking, all these poor Americans who are listening going, I don't know what the spit-of means and I don't know who Noel Gallagher is. Um, no, but like, I don't... The, the spit-of is... The spitting image. Yeah, but, but it's pretty I, international, right? Is it? I, I don't know. It feels very local to me. Okay. Um, and Noel Gallagher is the lead singer of the band Oasis and he always has arguments with his brother Liam and they both... They just look like scruffy typical 90s um kind of skater types with bucket hats but their jeans aren't that baggy <laughs> yeah fair close enough I, I think so i i've been trying to remember how they actually look this entire time and i'm failing so um yeah um then again so just as a as a different note of the the man and the woman that were described as being near there at the time mm-hmm. they said they never found them so okay. maybe the woman who gave the noel gallagher description of that separate person maybe she didn't fit the physical description of the the girl with uh mid-length hair and dark clothes well one would hope otherwise they just just uh, did not include her on the basis of no no she's a witness she's not a suspect or i mean dyed her hair or whatever yeah, true. I, don't know. I don't know but it i i find it really sad that um her friends were were so outspoken at the time that the police weren't taking the thing seriously. Yeah. And um and the police went from sort of saying, "Oh, it's definitely a random attack and blah blah blah" to it's definitely a man. And and now it's like 10 years later a massive investigation. Well, it's definitely not a random attack and we're pretty sure it's a woman. Everything the people we ignored at the start said was right. I wonder why they searched a house that she was in. That's also super strange. Yeah, true. The uh, the mystery school friend girl. It is weird. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of weird. A lot of weird. Mm. Anyway. I suppose that's it. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jonathan, <gasps> tell me your story. I will gladly. Today, I'm going to tell you about Günther Stoll. You what? <laughs> I'm going to tell you about Ginter Stoll. Okay. Ginter is a common name, right? Sure. Uh, okay, okay, sorry. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> so, we're in Germany. I, yeah. You, you suspected. I, I know where Germany is. Oh, good. Good job. <laughs> uh, so, we're talking with Ginter. Uh, Ginter was a food technician or food engineer, mm-hmm. which... I'm not too familiar with. In this case, it definitely doesn't matter because, unfortunately, Ginter was unemployed. And he had been for some time. So what was the food engineer previously worked as? Well, yeah, I mean, that was his his title. That was his CV, I suppose. His LinkedIn profile, whatever they used in the 80s. Um, but yes, his he was... fax cover sheet. Oh. <laughs> yeah. uh, but he was unemployed. Uh he lived with his wife in uh, Siegerland, and um, I'm actually going to show you a photo of Ginter. Uh, doesn't he look, you know, calm and charming and like a nice guy or so? Those are some some pretty deep set eyes. Yeah, I I mean the photo's not perfect, but dodgy dude. If you say so. But uh, as mentioned, he lived with his wife. Over a period of time, during his unemployment, of course, um, he had become like increasingly nervous and 
it kind of escalated over time, starting to push into straight up paranoid territory. Uh oh. So he had several times uh, expressed like worries, turning into fears. Uh, to his wife, he had mentioned basically whatever the equivalent in German is, like they're out to get me kind of thing with the capital and paranoid T of they. Okay. So this had been kind of escalating for a while. And we're going to the 25th of October in 1984. Okay. Wonderful year for paranoia. I, I bet. <laughs> he was acting, acting up a bit during this evening. Uh, kept mentioning them to his wife. Bet she's thrilled. Well, yeah, probably not. But I mean, they, they were together. They had been together. She had heard this before. But suddenly... During this evening, he shouted, now I've got it. And he rushed to grab some paper. On a note, he wrote six characters, which looked like they spelled out Y-O-G apostrophe T-Z-E. Okay. And then after he wrote that, he crossed it all out, like scratched it out. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, okay, he was satisfied with that. Immediately after this, and I think it was around 11 at night, Ginter went to the pub. As you do. Yeah. He, he was agitated. He apparently wanted to, like, he couldn't calm down. So he said, no, I'm going to go to the pub. This will be fine. I don't know very much about German culture. Is that normal? I mean, I can see it happening here. Right? I can see it happening in Ireland. Yeah. I don't know. It shouldn't be that weird. It's a he's, European he's thing, a, I'm sure. He's an ex-food engineer. Shouldn't he be going off and making little stacks of, I don't know, Not 11 cake? at night. You need some beer at 11. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, okay. <laughs> You've kind of thrown me for a loop, Gunther. Uh, well, yes, and there will be more loops. But uh, Gunther did go to the pub. And uh, this was uh, located in Willensdorf, and uh, it didn't take him that long to get there. Um, But when he came to the bar, he ordered a beer, uh, literally standing by the bar um, and sitting down there. But like pretty soon after he got his beer, he seemingly collapsed and fell off his stool and on his face. What? Mm. Okay. He appeared to have been, there there were a lot of witnesses in the bar, so that was not a problem. Uh, He appeared to have been hit pretty bad and was like bleeding from his face. Yeah. Um, But the patrons didn't think that he looked intoxicated or anything. They helped him up. Uh, Ginter kind of like, oh, I have no idea what happened. I kind of lost consciousness, blacked out. Um, Thanks for helping me up, I guess. I mean, it's the pub. They've seen it all before. Probably. There's worse places to pass out. I mean, this is Germany. Come on. (laughs) Um, Sorry, that was horrible. But yeah, uh, patrons helped him up. It seemed to be fine after this. Yeah. Even though that should be worrying. But shortly after the collapse, um, he, um, he only had the one beer. But after this, he left the bar, drove away in his uh, blue Volkswagen Golf. Gotta love a Golf. I do not know what a golf is. Well, I've you seen did, an image uh, of it, but... Seriously, uh, they, like, 
I, I don't know very many cars and I know what this is. So this is kind of a miracle. Hey, congratulations. I, I'm kind of stuck in either Volvo or Formula One cars. I um, yeah, <laughs> Nothing I'm, in between. I'm kind of stuck in um, the old supercar Formula One cars, which I can work out by year. Mm. And um, and obviously filigree and all that stuff. Oh, of course. Um, but yeah, he drove away in his car. Uh, after this, we're not entirely sure what happened, uh, but at some point after one in the morning, mm-hmm. then we have a statement again because he drove up to an old acquaintance's home in Seilbach, which just looking at the map and doing a route is approximately 16 minute drive from Wilnsdorf, where the pub was. Okay. So this is, I know, one and a half hour after he left-ish. We have no idea what happened in this period. Maybe they summoned him. I do not know. Mm. Uh, We will see. (laughs) You'll have plenty of room for theories afterwards. Uh, But yeah, he he reaches Willensdorf. And um, this uh, old acquaintance was an old, apparently very religious woman. Uh, who lived next to his old childhood home. Uh, so like, she knew him, mm-hmm. but like they weren't close. She hadn't seen him since he was young, basically. And um, so Ginter tried to talk to her. Uh, he kept talking and mentioning like, a terrible event that was going to happen that night. Yeah. And it sounds like he was rambling a bit on this end. Um, so the woman was pretty understandably not really in the mood uh, after one in the morning um, yeah. having this weird person she kind of knew come and uh, shout in her front yard so she like she basically just urged him like okay okay drive home get back to your wife get some rest it'll probably be fine it's pretty good advice in general yeah So, according to her testimony, he was ranting a lot about how she didn't understand him. But in the end, he kind of accepted and he, it looked like, not okay, I'll go home to my wife, was the general impression she got, at least. Okay. However, yet again, we're coming into a period of time where we have no clue what happened. Of course. So I like this bit, though. I, I really do enjoy these bits <laughs> where all all of the reports become a bit muddied. Everything's a little bit unclear. What so happened? It gets weirder and more unclear. So th- this was, you know, around one. Yeah. Then he drove off. Yeah. Then right after, I think it was three o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. a truck driver named... Holger Meffert, sorry about that, uh, is, he was driving along the A45, yeah. which basically goes, it doesn't look, it's probably not the route he took between the pub and the acquaintance, but it runs parallel, it's close, it's not a weird place. Okay. Um, he's driving here and he spots a blue Volkswagen. Okay. In the ditch at the side of the road. That's not ideal. It looks pretty beat up as in the car looks really damaged okay uh, so uh, holger sees this he pulls over a bit further up the road uh, there was an emergency phone there he knew so he uh, 
stopped his truck, got out, called the um, uh, called in the accident to the police. Good job. Hmm. Uh, by the time he did that and walked back, another truck driver, uh, Georg Konzler, possibly, sorry, <laughs> had seen both the car and the truck and had also pulled over in, you know, a nice move of solidarity, I feel Is like. Is everything all right? Blah, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah. Like, like th- there's a lot more nicer human reactions in this story. Oh, <laughs> rather than just people who apparently aren't doing Pretty due much. diligence. Yeah. Uh, but no, the, the second truck driver, he had also um, pulled over and was checking. So they kind of joined up and then walked over to the car to see what was going on. The pair approached the car and found Ginta completely naked and <laughs> severely injured in uh, the car. What What is severely injured specifically? What were his injuries? Are we getting there? We're getting there. I need to calm down. I'm excited. Mm. Naked dude in a polo. That's always exciting. <laughs> in a polo. blue polo, no less. Wasn't it a polo? What was it? Golf. Oh, sorry. Four letter car <laughs> names. True, true. All very exciting. Yeah, O's and L's and everything. Ah, they're, they're just letters. Yeah. Letters in different orders with different <laughs> ones. Just like Yogtze. What? The Y-O-G apostrophe T-Z-E. Is that how we're pronouncing that? I'm waiting for you to tell me that's the number plate in one of the trucks. uh, No, no, that's not how German number plates work. Uh, Oh, that would be a nice twist. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, No, when I see this written down, I haven't actually heard anyone pronounce it. I haven't seen it written down, but I think always like some kind of Lovecraftian deity thing so that's kind of where my mind goes good for you uh yes number plates all the way with me <laughs> but back I'm to poor poor teacher. ginter poor who, poor golf uh, i honestly don't care about the golf oh, I, I feel for ginter <laughs> oh naked so, poor naked yeah, he's naked he's injured yeah he's in the car uh the truckers uh, get up to him uh and try to help him ginter is barely conscious at this stage he told the truckers that there were four other men in the car with him that had then left. Um, That's creepy. That's actually giving me the creeps. Mm-hmm. That's too creepy for a Friday night for me to be left alone. Uh, I don't drive. Why am I even creeped out? You're not it's driving, creepy. And you're not me alone out. either. So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. It's creepy. Gets better. So uh, the truckers asking her these men were they your friends or like, are they around whereby he very determinedly said no uh oh so the truckers were shortly afterward joined by the emergency services yeah but ginter died on the way to the hospital what what was wrong with him you can't just do this to me i need to know this you may keep going along with your trajectory along the same trajectory i just ah. you can vent you can vent we're really close the last point i'll tell you before explaining was so holger the first trucker to pull over uh-huh. he told police that he had seen a man in a light jacket and looked like a white shirt yeah walk away from the car uh, as he drove past like just before he uh, pulled Whoa, over so there was someone else around there was definitely someone there no i'm actually getting really creeped out by this <laughs> this is creepy and now 
for your information, well, the information you've been waiting for. So as police started investigating this, yeah. they uncovered a lot of strange facts. First off, Ginther's injuries had not been caused by the crash. Okay. They concluded after the investigation that Ginter had been run over. What? Somewhere else. What? By a different vehicle. No. While he was naked. What? Then he had been placed in the passenger seat of his own car, which was then driven to the site on the road. Huh? And what um, where it was discovered. And it was when it was dumped and abandoned there that the car had sustained the damage. This is utterly bizarre. Mm-hmm. And it's creeping me out so much. It is weird. Why have I never heard of this? I, I thought you would have, like, I... This is amazing. The, I mentioned, like, I hadn't heard any details on this crime. I've just seen, basically, the uh, weird references to the notes he made at the start, but I hadn't heard all of it. Um, but, um, but yes, yeah, so, okay, police, there was no doubt there was foul play here. Um, the police started the investigation. The main thing they could actually get and confirm was there were several reports of drivers along that road or in the area that night that had seen a strange hitchhiker after uh, the car had been found. Oh, but creepy. they didn't manage to find any leads or anything there. So they, they had people saying, yeah, we saw a hitchhiker, but no one who admitted to picking him up? No. Mm-hmm. I wonder what happened. Yeah, and and like everything just points to one person, but Ginter said there were four people as well, which is also interesting. But it's also like, do we believe him? Do we think he's reliable? Yeah, who knows? Like, oh. it would be easy to call uh, to like write it all off, but it would partially it? the fact that there was at least one other person there, That's and also the fact that someone must have driven him there and dumped the vehicle with him in after running him over. Oh yeah. But why would one stay? I mean, that must might just have been timing, like just as they were um, getting rid of the car and then getting away from there, just bad timing that the uh, trucker saw him. It's possible. But then what happened to the other car? Like they would have driven off without the other guy. No. Mm. Or oh, maybe the other people, me... like up to four people, maybe the other ones took the car. Maybe they left when they saw the truck. This dude was left behind and he tried to leave. So, like, getaway driver was in the car with two of the other guys. Mm. Oh, I just need to go back because I left my phone or my socks or my it's whatever. Possible, yeah. And uh, then it's like, oh, shit, another car coming. You know what? We'll, we'll just drive on. If we have an opportunity to go back and get him, we will. Yeah. It's possible. Oh, I'm so creeped out by this. <laughs> oh, this is like, I think this is up there in my top fears, me going... There, there's people, they're after me, bad stuff is going to happen. And then they're like, crazy person. And and then it actually kind of happening. Ooh. Or was it totally random and a massive big coincidence? I don't think it was. <gasps> Gunther no. knew. Uh. Yeah. So, okay, we'll get to the theories. Um, I don't need theories. I'm already <laughs> like wrapped up in my own. No, no, no but that, that's why your, your wonderful theories and narrative. Um, because th- there's been a lot of theories. I bet. Um, the authorities, and as well as a lot of conspiracy theorists, uh, try to figure out what the message Gitrad scribbled down mm-hmm. could have meant. 
It wasn't really made easier, though, by the fact that Ginter's wife had thrown away the note the same evening that it happened. Uh, and she didn't tell the police about it until, I think, six months after Ginter's death. Oh, dear. Um, but, I mean, she was the only one who saw it, so we don't have access to that note. I mean, how do we know she wasn't just making it all up? Why would she include that, though? I don't know. That's a weird thing. Maybe yeah, she did okay. it. She, Maybe she's she the only bit. She's the only witness to that note, so we can't be sure. Of course. Yeah. No, I. Um, I don't think she did it, and I don't think that she made up the note. But just being contrary. True. <sighs> uh, but so there hasn't been any real breakthroughs or updates basically since 1985. What happened in '85? Uh, so, sorry to get your hopes up. That's basically when. Uh, the last big update came in the form of um, an episode on TV. We're talking 12th of April in 85. Okay. And yet again, so sorry for this, but Achten Sechen XY Ungelöst. Did you do German at school? Oh, never. No. Okay. I did not. <laughs> do you want me to have a stab at that? Uh, if you want to. Can you point? I, I want to try my best angry German. third from the bottom. Achten Zeichen XY. Unkalaus. I don't know. I, that, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. And then I think I a bit of Dutch is sliding in there as yeah, well. Yeah, it really is. Sorry about uh, that. So, uh, <laughs> translated, this is just case number XY unsolved. Very nice. Um, I, I kind of want to watch this. I want to have someone passionately I yelling did. German words. <gasps> um, did you? I watched this specific episode. Uh, so this is basically, for context, the German crime watch. But in the 80s. Oh, yes. Uh, That's hilarious. Even better. So I checked it up and this uh, show has actually been running since 1967. No. To this day. No. Uh, which is kind of impressive. That is quite cool. Uh, it looked ridiculously boring in the 80s, I'll tell you. No, no mad graphics? Uh, no, no, like, okay, they have a kind of weird and drawn out intro, and then it's just a really narrow shot of a guy sitting at the most boring desk ever, uh, talking about crimes, and then they do reenactments. Um, How bad are the reenactments? Not ridiculously bad, okay. actually. Uh, the, there's there's the a most... level when it's like hilariously bad. I was yeah. sort of hoping for that. No, the, they got close to that level when they did the scene with uh, him collapsing in the pub because mm. they had like, okay, we don't want it to look too fake, but we can't really do the stunt of him falling and breaking his face. So they did like the bit of a swoony thing and then had like a first person view of a camera like, ooh, tumbling to the floor. <laughs> and yeah, then him lying down. Very uh, nice. <laughs> Very nice job. But, um, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, like this uh, as with uh, Crime Watch, and if you don't know that, basically reenactments and information on the crime combined to basically get people of the public to come forward Is that what with they new do? information. Is that what they do in America's Most Wanted? I would suspect so, but I haven't seen it, so I'm not sure. Can someone please contact us and tell us if that's what they do in America's Most Wanted? Hmm, please do, please do. I, I've never seen it. And I could yeah. look it up, but yeah. More fun with intro. Yeah. Uh, but no, if you're interested in this, you can find the episode on YouTube, which I did and watched it, which was uh, interesting. So 
the I am going to show you just in case my little spelling out of the letter wasn't too clear. So we do not have the actual note, but as it was shown in oh. the uh, reconstruction, I'm showing an image. I love when you do pictures. Basically, the letters and then him having scratched them out afterwards before he left. Could it be Yogi T? Yogi T. Look, it's not an apostrophe, it's an I. It's T's. Yogi T's. <laughs> I think he just. I mean, anything is possible. So people have tried to. Thank you for the pictures, by the way. I always enjoy a good picture. <laughs> like so many people, this is the internet, this is a weird thing. Of course, everyone tries to find something. So, okay, the the police try to... Um, Theories! Um, a few. Uh, at the actual time, the police, of course, went through, like, checked every known language. Could this mean something? What could this be? There were, after this episode aired, a lot of, um, apparently, amateur radio operators called in and were convinced that this must be a Romanian radio call sign. And? Which would work, provided that the G, if that could have been mistaken and was actually an A6, number six. Yeah. It would perfectly fit a Romanian call sign, apparently, for okay. radio. Oh, what, what is the call sign? Uh, so I'm assuming uh, letter, letter, number, some sort of break, and then three letters. Like, they didn't go into specifics, but like, no, no, that's the format of okay. a, uh, a okay. Romanian radio call sign. Uh, but no, nothing came of that. So they didn't get there. The most popular theory online appears to be people trying to recreate this message with like slightly sloppy handwriting and then yeah. turning it upside down. And like, oh, look, it's a perfect sequence of numbers that no one knows what it means. But yeah. um, So... Did he spell it out to his wife or is it just what she remembered seeing or? It's just what she remembered seeing. Oh, so it, it could be anything then. Could be. Kind of. Mm. Mm. But people have really latched on to the Yogtse thing and how that should be interpreted or what it is and all that. Wow. But yeah, so like I said, this is still unsolved. It is completely mysterious. No one knows really what happened. And, yeah, I mean, people bring it up. Uh, it is, well, considered, at the very least, the most mysterious unsolved crime in uh, German history. Um, but I can't believe I've never heard of it. Yeah. It's really good. It is interesting. And it's weird. And to be honest, as I was researching, I was mostly focusing on the weird angle. But yeah. seeing your reactions, yes, there is so much creepy stuff about this as well. Yeah. I mean, what do you think happened? I mean, it's so tricky because, okay, we're only going on external witness statements. And like, yeah, yeah the wife, was she exaggerating his paranoia or mania? Maybe not. Like, if he is running around in the middle of the night in a seemingly crazy way, but saying like, no, no, something horrible will happen tonight. Yeah. Something obviously happened with what appears to be pretty much like criminal intent towards him. Yeah. I don't know what could have happened. I mean, do you think, you think what happened to him was related to all of his concerns in the lead up to it? You don't think it was some random thing or something that just occurred the night 
of you think everything was leading up until this point i do not know uh, do you think the, it had the, to the, the main thing like it all depends because we have to decide if we trust the statements or not. Like, I do believe that during that night, mm-hmm. he knew, like, like, the whole thing. He had never, like, said or gone out with, like, weird doomsday prophecies or said, like, no, no, I'm going to die in this time or something horrible is going to happen. Yeah. Uh, he had been paranoid with the whole, like, they're out to get me kind of angle. Yeah, which, um, I mean. Which is it sounds crazy but it is like vague enough and like the only reference i could find to him saying something as specific as no no something terrible is going to happen tonight that was the night he was killed i i love that um what is it from territorial pissings i think nirvana um just because you're paranoid don't mean they're they're not not out to get you yeah 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 I I love that line. I mm-hmm. love that line, and it's just so creepy and so true as well. Yeah, and I mean, I'm if it, if I could have an answer to one thing, um, other than who did it, I guess, mm-hmm. um, it would be: is it related to his breakthrough? That's the weird thing because that's also timing. Such like that timing happened issue. that day. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, if he hadn't have had the breakthrough, what if the place was bugged? What if his house was bugged? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Who knows? This what was, if, uh, I what mean, if this his was, wife did do it? I don't think so. This was back in the um, waning days of the KGB Cold War, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Before oh. the wall, at least. Yeah. Uh, sorry, oh. before the wall fell. That's yeah. What, what was this, early 80s? Uh, this was 84. Yeah. Okay. Creepy, creepy, creepy. Mm. Oh, I like this one and it's awful. Also, naked. Uh, I mean, was he naked because whoever did it wanted to reinforce the dude is crazy? Did they ever find his clothes? Uh, not that I could find. Huh. And just the fact also, like, I would have uh, been more on board that line of thinking. Uh, thinking. <laughs> Reasoning and thinking. Thinking. Um, if he would have just been found naked in the car, but since they could determine that, no, no, he was naked when he was run over. That's utterly bizarre. And he was run over outside of his car, but somehow still near enough to his car that they could put him in and drive him off. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, I would argue that maybe they had him naked to run him over because they thought... If he's in a car accident and he's naked, he'll look properly like crazy. Yeah. And if um, if he ends up sustaining injuries that he'll bleed through his clothes, then it'll be a bit weird that his clothes are missing. And then that points to someone else being involved. Uh, Maybe it was pure ignorance that they're not going to be able to tell the difference between him being run over by a car versus him um, being in a car accident. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt that they wanted to disguise him being run over with like no to just put him in a car it was an accident or possibly drunken i mean you'd think well no i was gonna say you'd think they'd just crash the car with him in it but i guess then you either have to put him in the passenger seat or the driver's seat and then Mm. it gets very complicated very quickly it's weird he was in the passenger seat but then also the fact that he was in the passenger seat when the trucker found him yes Um... Uh, i'm saying this 
There was they, a statement mm-hmm. saying that he was put in the passenger seat when they drove him. Yeah, see, that, that's... But, but also, um, but he was in so the video reconstruction, he was there. So I'm assuming that's what the police knew. Hmm. I just assumed he... They later worked out he was put in the passenger seat, but mm-hmm. they'd find him in the driver's seat for some reason. No, it, uh, well, okay, yet again, according to the construction reconstruction. I, I, I just can't get over that they left a guy behind. Because, yeah, how do they get into the middle of nowhere? Unless it was the one guy who drove him out there and the plan was always that he would walk away. Because mm-hmm. that could happen. Of course, and maybe he was supposed to, like, torch the car or something, but then... Dude, I don't know. Uh, one thing that really stands out to me as well is the fact that he was alive when the truckers found him. Yeah. Like we were talking barely, but he was still alive. Yeah. But this was still, remember, two hours after he was last seen. So what had happened that so entire he, time? Like, I don't know if they could judge from the injuries how long he was Injured if there was for? an uh, image, if, uh, if there was a period be- between the injury and the driving off, or how that happened. Yeah. Ooh. Maybe the other guy was instructed to stay with him until he died. That would actually make sense. Yeah. And just make sure that he wasn't, you know, playing dead and then just like, no, no. If he's fine, that's good. If he appears to be getting better, just. Bop him, bop him on the head. head, yeah. Wow, bop him on the head is our go-to. Is it? <laughs> Believe the death threats and bop him on the head. <laughs> it started with the education of cats, I guess, but no ferrets, yes. I want to go back to this. This is really intriguing. Um, very good choice. Um, yeah, would that be the most sensible thing? This extra person was told to stay with him until he died and he's mm. completely disorientated um, about when there were other people in the car, how there were other people in the car, blah, 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 mm-hmm. whether it was even the same car. Yeah. And the other guy is just waiting That's with him. true. The four people could have been in the other car. Yeah. That's true. Because if yeah. he's slipping in and out of consciousness anyway and he's not really with it, mm-hmm. then maybe he's not even aware. Yeah, of... He's been run over i can i can see that happening someone took his clothes off maybe he took his clothes off Mm -hmm. but then why i don't know i mean scottish warriors running into battle naked with their bleached hair i mean yeah i mean but that is a conscious and stylish choice okay but maybe for him it was like (laughs) there's four blokes running at me let's whap everything out and see what works to be fair, that's not a bad tactic. I mean, it, if if you have nothing else to go with, yeah. flopping your junk around is, you know, it's, it's at least going to confuse these mystery people. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> mm. Oh, I, I wonder if that's what it was. How creepy would that be? Stay with him until he dies. Then all mm. of a sudden, trucker starts pulling off to the side of the road or see something. And mm. it's like, hey, he's slowing down. He's rubbernecking. Okay, I need to get the fuck out of here. True. And that would also explain, like, I can imagine if that was a plan, I could imagine that, no, no, you stay there, make sure he dies, and then just either walk over here or walk home or do the thing. But then him, um, like, panicking when he thinks, oh, they might have seen me, I need to get away from here fast. Yeah. Then trying to hitchhike or whatever. Yeah, in case they're scarring the surrounding areas. I don't know, Mm. hitchhiking just seems so dodgy. Um, Unless the four people thing was just nonsense. Yeah, because, um, I mean, it's but at interesting. The same time, there must have been 
another vehicle he was run over with. So they know he wasn't run over by the golf. Yeah. I guess tire treads or whatever. Yeah, or I know paint pigments or something like that. They, yeah, you're right. He, so there must have been at least one other vehicle or one mm. other. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't work. Because my initial thought whenever it was like there was a guy walking away and then the hitchhiker, it's like <gasps> someone picked up the hitchhiker and then he killed them and kept driving in their car. <laughs> but I mean, you could make it halfway across Europe and dump the car anywhere and it's not related. Yeah, true. Especially if you're ending up getting in a car with someone driving to some random country. Mm. It's like, ah, oh, this this person has check plates on. Where are you going? Oh, I'm I'm trying to get to... Prague, but you know, as close to it would be amazing. Like if you can just take me to the next town or the nearest town or the furthest town that you're going to, that would be great. Oh, I actually happen to be from blah blah blah, and and then all of a sudden this um, car shows up back in the country of origin, so it doesn't look super suspicious. That body in the trunk and it's never connected because it's the eighties. And <laughs> I mean, this is super horrifying, and there is so much that can go wrong with you hitchhiking, but you just starting that little tangent and i just feel like yeah i should hitchhike to prague what is wrong with you this is my brain all the time i'm terrified <laughs> i mean i overthink things all the time but i do tend to assume that the one who's going to i know do me the most harm is me so yeah you're the you're the big lumbering human okay well have we exhausted our theories I mean, we don't have that much else to go on, so I think so. I would love to know what everyone else thinks on this one. Definitely, especially since I'm pretty certain we won't actually get an update on this. I mean, how cool would it be if we did? Oh, that would be amazing. Imagine if they still had that car and they could swap the seats. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would um, be cool. Send your theories to uh, crimebythebar at gmail.com or Twitter us. Twitter us? Tweet us. At Crime by the Bar. Mm. However, I believe, unless you have oh. anything to add on this, you have a few little extras you want to talk about this week? Just some minor things. First off, I do want to correct myself, and I have no idea what I was thinking, but remember last week uh-huh. uh, you were talking Boston? Was I? Okay, we got to discussing on some point something mentioning Boston, um, oh, the Boston ties. You know what it yes. was? It was um, Sue from last Friday. Um, it was the oh, my mystery. Friday. Oh, sorry, sorry. I got them confused. Last week's mystery, yeah, for me. Yeah, the Boston week. tie. Yes, which I realized was just me completely botching everything. Okay, um, tell me how you botched it. What I was thinking of was a Colombian necktie. Okay. I might have gotten that confused with a Bavarian bow tie, but <laughs> uh, that is way worse. So, uh, yeah, uh, the Colombian necktie was the thing. Are you going to tell me about it? Uh, do you want to know? I don't know. Do I? Or do you want to save it for another time? No, I did actually look up and see if I could find any crimes where this occurs. Oh, but dude, why don't we? I think we should do uh, our regional threat one, and I can do one with a Glasgow smile. Oh, that's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I didn't find that. I might as well say this one. Maybe okay. I'll save the... Um, no, I, I'm pretty sure the Bavarian bow tie is just completely fictional. Okay. Um, but the Colombian necktie thing is, you know, supposedly when someone is killed by uh, their throat is cut uh -huh. uh, vertically and then they pull out their tongue 
out of their throat. Is that real? Is that possible? I guess a bit. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, technically possible, definitely. But um, wow. if messy, uh, us, yeah, you think when talking about real, I know it's definitely been referenced in a lot of real situations. But that is, you know, very much in Colombia. We're talking, you know, uh, cartels and political things. But I was looking for cases where, you know, more more along our style of cases where it actually happened. I couldn't find a single one. So. Okay. Well, good to share. That is horrifying. That will haunt me. Thank you. Hmm. At least I won't be dreaming about work. I'll be dreaming about this. There good you job. go. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> uh, the, the other short note I had, just to clarify, because we got a bit confused when um, we were talking about the hindering apprehension yeah. thing, which I actually did look up. Amazing. And, but I still have no clue what it's doing in that case with okay. the. Um, so the husband's name was Alex. I do not remember the wife's Heidi. name. Heidi. Heidi. Yes, uh, with Heidi, like because everything in I've checked a lot of states um, where they have hindering apprehension as a defined thing, uh-huh. and it's basically always when like put forward or threatened to, to like witnesses or people involved when they are either obscuring or in general like obscuring information or making an arrest or conviction more difficult. Uh, so like making more difficult to police to catch a suspected criminal or to conceal or harbor another criminal or aid them with weapons, money, etc., etc. Um, so it's basically every reference I found to it is you know, when about someone, someone else, yeah, someone else huh. towards the main suspect or the main perpetrator. So her getting that either implies that there was a second party involved, which it which doesn't sound like now, yeah. or to be frank, the police kind of comes off as a bit of a dickheads in that case with like, <laughs> oh no, you committed a crime and you didn't help us catch you. So here's some extra years to your sentence i don't know maybe it's like um the interrogation equivalent of perjury it's like you know what screw it we we're definitely not going to get you on this but you know but you know what i mean that's (laughs) that's a decent enough argument a bit cheap well for all we know she was like really not admitting to um to ordering the thallium for I mean, she said she ordered the thallium for research purposes. Yeah, Maybe yeah. she covered it up initially. Mm-hmm. Maybe she was super sketchy about the research. Uh, I don't know. I, I honestly, I'm inclined to agree with you, but also <laughs> she's a murderer. So also kind of don't care, love. Well, true, true. But, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And that is quite interesting. And it is a bit of a dick move in some ways, but. A little bit. Hmm. Yeah. I'm very impressed that you looked that up. Of course I did. We're all about the facts and research and wine. I think that's the sign that we should sign off. Yeah, we should sign off. Mm. Um, thank you so much for listening this week. Thank you um, for listening. We wish you a very happy weekend. Uh, I'm I'm so excited that um, we have our second uh, country in Africa this week. Yes. Or is it our second? I think it's our second country in Africa. I I know we have South Africa already. No, I I think you mentioned some other country was the second in Africa after South Africa. So I think it might be the third. Yeah. See, I have it in my head now that it's the third, but I can't remember 
what other country we had after South Africa. Anyway, to find out, you'll have to tune in next week. <laughs> um, we have uh, new listeners in Kenya, so mm. welcome and thank you for tuning in. Thank and you so much. To all our loyal listeners, thank you as well. We love having you here. Um, you can always give us a shout on Twitter at Grime with the Bar. Or you can send a longer, I know, semi-novel or just a nice little message to us via email. Send it to crimebythebar at gmail.com. And you can check out all the fun extras on www.crimebythebar.com. And if you're in the mood for even more extras, or if you just like what we do, you can always check out our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash crimebythebar. And until next week... Farewell. And goodbye. Bye. I'm wondering if red wine making me, uh, if it gets stuck in my throat more. I'm feeling more coffee today. Are you? Well, yeah. either that or the ice cream set me off. I'm not sure. Don't have ice cream ever again. It's bad for you. Ice cream is best, especially <laughs> if you're sick. I know, I know. Um, I'm not. I just. I wanted to. See the look of terror yeah, in my face. Much. Yeah.